Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. In this episode of the Gary V Audio Experience, we've compiled three of our top Q&As with special guests. You'll hear from best-selling author Simon Sinek, who discusses authenticity, chart-topping rapper Fat Joe, who talks about collaboration, and multi-platinum musician Jewel, who analyzes disruption in the music industry. Hey Gary, it is JJ at 97.9 The Box in Houston. Had a blast having you on my show earlier this year to talk about your new book, Ask Gary V. Uh, I read the book, it is amazing. I got a lot of good stuff from it. I've been sharing it with some of my interns and my friends and coworkers, so thank you so much. Uh, today, I have a question for you. I'm releasing a book next month. It's called Without Bruises, A Journey to Hope, Help, and Healing. It's telling my personal story of being in a relationship with a sociopath and, you know, going through mental and emotional abuse. Well, I am trying to figure out, do I stick with JJ, who is the radio personality, to market this book? Or do I need to stay away? Because I feel like I can reach a bigger audience, but I'm not sure if that audience is really ready for the girl with the shaved hair, tattoos, who's at the hip hop station. So maybe you can give me some advice on that. Thanks, Gary, love you. I'll take this one first and then you jump in, Simon. JJ, look, the bottom line is, it's not 1984 anymore. It's 2016. The, you're not gonna hide from who you are. People are gonna figure out you have a shaved head and tattoos. Yeah. You can go under a pseudo name, you can go in disguises. They're going to figure out who you are. So yeah. I think everybody wins when they go all in. Listen, I, you know, I, first 60 episodes of Wine Library TV, I, 2006, 10 years ago. I was tempered a little bit because I was scared that the people on Wall Street and these rich people that were buying hundreds of thousands of dollars a year of wine for me would realize I loved wrestling and football and I cursed and I was jerseyed out. The truth is, the second I realized, wait a minute, if people like this show with 80% of me, what's really gonna happen? The second I went all in on me, it became a totally different outcome and really I've never looked back both in the wine industry and who I am today. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people in the marketing book world that don't love me. You have to take pride in JJ and everybody is if you can live a life where the people that know you the best mm-hmm. like you the most, you win. I love that my assistants we would talk about India's one week as my, like the people that know more about my truth win. Like as we've gotten to know each other, yeah. we've liked each other more, that's not true. less. And that's the game. That's true. I mean, what's the definition of authenticity, right? Everybody's like trying to be authentic, but <laughs> right. nobody talks about what authenticity is. Authenticity is saying and doing the things you actually believe. And so to create divisions, one of them is inherently inauthentic. So in one of them, you're either being dishonest or you're faking it. So, uh, or you're hedging, or you're right? Hedging, right? hedging. So hedging is what. So I mean, me you off. are who you are, and you want to bring that personality. And at the end of the day, the more authentic uh, you are in all of your work, the more the people who love you for who you are will take your work and will help spread it for you. Um, those are champions. Um, but it's very hard to even uh, find champions if you're always hedging and trying to be what somebody else wants you to be. JJ, I think you've got a misread on America. I really do. People I, like you for you and they like 100%. you for your message. And especially if you're you, for example. Neither, neither of us, neither of us fits the role that we expect. I mean, I show up to these meetings in jeans and things and, and Gary, you know, he, he's, he's curses and he shows <laughs> these things. But, but people like us for who we are. And the people who don't like us for who we are don't invite us. And that's totally fine. 
I also think that you've got to understand the American psyche, right? They're not gonna care as much about tattoos and shaved heads and things of that nature. America forgives everything except if you're trying to deceive them. Like you can literally do anything in this country, probably outside of murder and get away with it as long as you don't try to pull one over on us, right? The presidents have proved that, the most famous people have proved that. We will forgive all day but if you try to make us a sucker because you're trying to put one over on us, yeah. we hate that. Yeah. Hey Fat Joe, welcome to the show. <laughs> Question I have is, you did that song with Ashanti a while ago, I think it was called What's Love. How do artists ever hook up and how do they get to collaborate with each other? Like, is there somebody, like producers arrange that or like an agent or how does that happen? How do collabos happen? I, I mean, take it away. A lot of times with me when I make music, um, I hear certain artists on it and I reach out and I hope they want to work with me. And Flat out, you're like, you're like playing, you, you got it in your head and you're like, oh, this would be perfect. So let's skip that. Let's just say Cool and Dre, uh, yeah. uh, we, we, well, Scott Storch made Get It Popping yeah. and I immediately heard Nelly on there. Yeah. So we reached out and um, Cool and Dre made up the hook and I reached out to Nelly and I was like, Nelly, do you want to do this hook over for me? And he said, yes. So we heard him on the song. So. Make It Rain, I wrote the hook to Make It Rain and I, I heard Lil Wayne on it because it was a South song. And I was like, yo Wayne, could you do this over? He did it. So you hear certain artists that you want to collaborate with on the songs and you hope they do Have it. Have you ever been devastated when you really wanted? Not devastated, but I've been chasing Future on this album <laughs> and he's been acting real Hollywood with me. You know, like acting like he, he don't want to do the song, you know, to be honest with you, but you know. Playing hard to get, you think? Yeah, hard to get, sometimes it's like that, you know? Of course, let me, let me play it in for everybody who's watching. Same thing in business, a lot of people always ask me, how do you get into angel deals when you invested with people, when you're doing these things? It comes in all forms, sometimes it comes to you, sometimes you reach out, but I love, I was curious how you were gonna answer it. I, lo I think sometimes people try to big up too much and they have too much pride and they don't want to reach out. When you want something, you have to go out and grab it. And I love that instead of you saying, oh, sometimes it comes to me or this and that, you said, look, I hear somebody I want it, I'll reach out. Sometimes they say yes, sometimes they say no. But you know how successful this man is in his genre? Do you know how many of you are too proud to reach out to do something with somebody and you haven't made shit happen yet? No, nah, that's, not, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, it is not. That's not how it works. I think, I think one thing, and, I, and I'll use this moment, I've been wanting to say this, to really win, you have to equally pull at ego and humility. I've had like riffs and, and, and not everything was so good between me and Jay-Z in the yep. past. Yep. I reached out to him. Be the bigger and man. We, yes, and collaborated, and we did the remix. Uh, that was big news. I did not see eye to eye with Daddy Yankee. Mm -hmm. I got him on the Spanish remix. Mm -hmm. uh, me and 50 Cent uh, made peace. Mm -hmm. You know, we performed together not too long ago. I laid are you down. Enjo are you enjoying I'm this? enjoying it because you, lay, you, you eliminate all the barriers. That's right. You know what I'm saying? All the enemies and... Did this, people, did this happen as a January 1 thing for you? Like, no, it wasn't a January it? 1. It was just me. I, I tried all the wars. Right. And then I just said to myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to eliminate all obstacles. And I'm going to try to say all ego and pride aside. And let me just try the non-ego route. 
let me try working with everybody and 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 see how this works. And so far, we're platinum on the single, going to double platinum, and tours are Go opening figure. up and everything. You Go know, figure. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything is. And some, it's a, it's a, a magical miracle pill yep. Yep. that seems to be working. Yeah, it happens. I'm yeah. glad you went there. It's been a theme of mine over my whole life. With all the shit that's going on in the world, if you, if you can't go half glass full, if you can't be the person of change and drive positivity mm. and optimism, I just think it's a mistake. India. Alan asks, how do you feel the future of music is going to be? How and where do you earn most of your money? I'm actually very excited by the disrupt in the music space. It's deserved to be disrupted for really quite a long time. Um, and it's deserved to fail, and I say that with all, all kindness. Um, you mean the, the people in the middle having disproportionate economics? Yeah, if I could do a brief history of music. Um, musicians spent a long time understanding who they were as, and what they offered as musicians. People call that a brand now. But they were natural brand creators, and so Led Zeppelin stood for something. You know, loving a musician was like an ethos. It was an entire culture, and they were culture builders. And they spent years cultivating that culture on the road. Radio came along and it just super boosted things. And there was a really golden time there for when that happened. And then radio became so powerful, people realized, hey, I don't have to have a whole great record. I can have one good song. And then the record labels were like, and we can charge for an entire record with only one good song. And the consumers started going, hey, screw you guys. I'm getting ripped off. This is a sucky record with one good song. Went to the digital age and people could say, oh, good, I only have to buy one good song. At first that they were like, wait a minute, happened. Napster, I'm not buying shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and streaming. I don't personally feel that music will be monetizable in a very foreseeable way. I think that we should focus on musicians as brands, and we're lucky enough to use music as our brand builder, as our calling card. And the future of the music business is learning to build brands around artists that artists get to have equity in. So I think access mm -hmm. is where all the magic is because it's the limited resource, mm -hmm. right? So whether that means in a show or one-on-ones or the brands they touch. I mean, look, it's funny to hear you go with the brand move of the equity thing. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about the economics 50 cent made mm -hmm. on just as sponsorship deal of vitamin water, let alone what you're seeing now where, you know, celebrities and musicians are getting five, 10, 15, 30% of a business mm -hmm. before it launches on the back of their brand. It's a very entrepreneurial answer, but it's a truth. It's a race to the bottom mm -hmm. of control of those economics. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.